our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes. You're joined today by Sim and Sonia, two best friends who have a lot to say. Let's get into it. Hi, Sonia. Hi, Sim. I have to ask you, I have been spending a lot of time reading, reflecting, trying to understand myself. Oh, sounds terrible. I love it. What do you think my attachment style is? Is this a safe space? Can I say it? And it's not going to start a fight or a deep internal thinking of like, oh my gosh, why did Sonia think about what? It's a safe space. I will internally think about it after. Okay. I think that you are anxious. Keep going. Full stop. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) What is it? So for those that are listening that don't know, there's attachment styles of like how you interact with other people. There's anxious, there's secure, and then there's avoidant. And then there's also secure avoidant. Anxious, secure, avoidant. But there, isn't there also anxious and something else, or is it just anxious? There's also like anxious and avoidant, like together. I think you're avoidant. But he's just, maybe I'm the one that's both. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like 2% of the population are, and I'm like, thanks. That's cool. I will say, Sim did recommend me the book to read on like attachment styles in general. And it blew my mind because I feel like we were talking about things so black and whitely. And then you said something and then read this book. And I was like, whoa. I've heard about anxious, like, or like attachment styles, sure, but I completely forgot about the book and I'm trying to take a little self-help break, if you will. Uh, you've helped yourself enough. Yeah. And also, I don't know if the listeners remember this, but I'm pretty sure a few months ago I was like, I'm trying to lean into delusion a little bit more in my life and be a bit more oblivious and just live. And I have been so much happier, but I do want to know how I attach myself to people I mean what do you think like once you know your attachment style does it change the way that you view people as I've like been reading this book I think you more often realize how you react to things and you go oh this is not my like actual voice responding this is my avoidant voice responding or this is not like the truth like you almost just go okay this is gonna trigger my anxious attachment style or like oh when I hang around this person I get more anxious and therefore it's not that they're a bad person or I'm a bad person it's just like I get more anxious so maybe like we shouldn't be friends or we shouldn't like I shouldn't like expect too much from them or spend too much time with them like that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from the book like learn what you know to then surround yourself with people and go look I know that I'm like this 
So if I'm going to be around someone that makes me avoidant, I should either fix my avoidancy or acknowledge it as opposed to just making them feel like, you know, I don't care. Is the attachment styles only for like relationships that you're in? So for example, your friends, your family, your partner, or can it be to like things? Can it be to money? Can it be to habits? So I haven't seen them talk about money or habits and other things. And I kind of want to explore. So I used to work in the medical field. So I love research, right? And I almost just want to explore the idea of what does attachment styles look like with money? And how does that, like, how does your childhood, like your money story impact how you spend money? Are you an avoidant with your money? Are you anxious with your money? Mm. Are you secure with your money? I feel like something's surely, surely throughout the time that we've existed and since money have, has existed, I was about to refer to money as a person. Money is not a person. Surely someone out there in the world has done this work. I couldn't find it. If not. It's us. Watch this space. Watch this space. So on this note, we have a very interesting money confession today. And look, I'm just going to read it out and I'm going to let you decide what you think on it. I'm going to say nothing. I'm just going to read it. Dear Sim and Sonia, I have a confession to make, one that still fills me with excitement and a tinge of guilt. It's time to spill the beans on my juicy money secret. Get ready because this one is sure to grab your attention. A few years ago, I stumbled upon an incredibly lucrative investment opportunity. I discovered a little-known company that had developed groundbreaking technology, and I saw a potential for massive returns. Without hesitation, I decided to invest in a significant portion of my savings into this company, hoping for the best, but unsure of what the future held. Months went by, and while there were ups and downs, the company's stock slowly began to soar. It was as if my decision had struck gold. I could not believe my luck. My initial investment had multiplied many times over. Now, here's where the guilt comes in. Instead of sharing my newfound wealth with others or investing in it responsibly, I indulged in a little bit of a spending spree. I bought an expensive car, I went on an expensive holiday, and treated myself to things that I'd once considered out of reach. I admit it was a thrilling time in my life. But as the initial euphoria faded, a sense of unease settled within me. I realized that I had let the allure of material possessions cloud my judgment. Since then, I've taken a step back to reflect on my actions. I have come to the understanding of the importance of using money wisely and responsibly, and also highlighted the importance of balance and the impact money can have on our lives. Thank you for providing a platform for me to share my confession and embark on a path of personal growth and financial responsibility. Just thought I would let you know. Let's break this down. Let's break this down. Firstly, you acquire a huge amount of wealth. What are you doing with it? Depends how much. Like they said that they had put in their significant portion of their life savings and it invested multiple times over. So at least two. (laughs) (laughs) Boring. Give me something exciting. What would you do? Their whole wealth could have been like $2,000 and they've made four. Do you know what I mean? Or they've made eight grand and it's relative. Yeah. But they've bought a car. They could have bought a Nissan Leaf. They've. Went on extravagant vacations. They could have just gone to Australia. Yeah. But let's assume they haven't. (laughs) Let's assume they're getting, what's a luxurious car? A Ferrari. That's the first thing that came into my head. I don't know why. A Ferrari. And let's just say the extravagant vacations are like, I'm going to go to, is it Monaco? Monaco. Yeah, Monaco in France where they it's just like a 
presentation of this is how rich I am. I really do want to like go and gawk. <laughs> I would be one of those people gawking. Let's just say they bought the entire like that butterfly collection at Van Cleef's. Oh, I want those. Yeah, see. Let's just say they do that instead of what you've said, because that's boring. Imagine acquiring like 100K and getting a Nissan Leaf. What's wrong with that? That's what Sim would do. That's what she's saying to the audience right now. Okay. I'm actually saying if I came into a sum of money, I wouldn't say it. You would just see signs and the signs would be a Nissan Leaf instead of my Mazda. And it would be a trip to Australia instead of a work trip to go and do a presentation somewhere. But here's the thing, like... I feel like even though he's not sharing that money, sure, surely his friends and family notice this lifestyle creep because I would notice. Right. Would I say anything? I don't know. Probably not. Maybe. I remember there was a time in our lives, and this was so naughty of uh, my friends, but there was a time in our lives where one of our friends suddenly went on like these huge trips, like her spending went up and everyone was like, did she win the lottery? Like what happened? And we never got to the bottom of it. And obviously like life happened. We all went our separate ways. But I always wonder like, Mm. what happened? Did you like, did you snap? Did you have a friend like that in your life? I feel like you did. We've had a mutual friend where I remember before they started work, they went on a massive spending spree. And it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to go to H&M and pick out a few basics for $5.99. It was, I am going to go into like really expensive stores to buy shoes and to buy like designer clothes and jewelry and stuff. They did not have the money, but they were just thinking about the money that they were going to make. And I was like, even with this money, I don't think you can afford it in your first year of work. And that was really jarring to me. And I was like, that's crazy. But apparently people do care about that stuff in her line of work and where she was going to work. Does that justify it? Or is that responsible? I just, this is my gripe. I think what they're complaining about in this money confession is that they feel bad that they didn't tell anyone and they feel bad that they spent their money. And to that, I say, What's wrong with that? Maybe this is not what I truly feel. Maybe I'm just trying to think out loud here, but do we truly owe it to the world to tell them when we make money? Well, the very first tip in like if you win the lotto and if you win a large sum of money, if you Google it and like the I have gone through the winner's guides of like lottos before, I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to manifest something. The very first tip is like be careful of who you tell or mm-hmm. it's probably a better idea to not tell anyone until you've spoken with a financial advisor and they've analyzed your situation and maybe you pay off debts, you pay off like your mortgage, you do all these responsible credit card bills, you do all these responsible things first, invest Mm -hmm. in yourself. And then if you are feeling generous, maybe with your immediate family that you have a good relationship with, maybe friends, but not in a way where you give them large amounts of money. It's Mm -hmm. like if you can pay for a bill here and there for them so they don't have to worry about it, or if they have a wedding registry or baby shower registry, maybe you can get them more expensive items on that because people do change when you acquire a lot of wealth. And I feel like people's nerve or like audacity, maybe, maybe those, those aren't the right words, but you know, when someone's, you know, someone has more money than you, you're like, okay, they don't need all of that money. Let me just ask for like 50 K. There are people like that. They have no shame. Bring shame back. 
bring shame back. I feel like this is like, we have like two mottos for this year. It's like, stop feeling guilty for things that we're doing, but also bring shame back for other people. Like other people should feel guilty, but we should not. Mm, yeah. I believe my exact words were bring shadam back, which shadam is like the Hindi word or Punjabi. Is it the Punjabi word for shame? I mean, we say shadam in Punjabi, but I feel like other people do too. Look, I'm not mm. going to gatekeep the word. They're all the same <laughs> sometimes. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. What do you think this person should have done differently? I'm going to be honest. If you wanted to do it, you would have done it. <laughs> if that was aligned with your morals and values. And this is not a bad thing because you did save for yourself first. You invested for yourself first. So you did take care before you did all these things. I wonder where the guilt comes from. Do you see your friends struggling really hard and you're like, oh, maybe I should sell a few designer clothes that I bought to help them out if that's what you want to do. But then it just sounds like they didn't want to do it. So almost if you are feeling that severe guilt, maybe tapping into why and you can do something about it in terms of maybe asking your friend, is there any way that I can help? And at what capacity would you feel comfortable in me helping if that is the case? But if they're living their life and they're fine and they didn't know that you acquired this like wealth, I think you're good. Do you know what? I 100% agree. I think they're yeah. good. It just comes down to your values. It just comes down to your beliefs. I think in, I realistically would tell my closest family members if I had like a partner I'd probably tell them obviously I'd be telling Sonia I'd tell my parents and my sibling but that's probably it mm. and it's not even like a hey I'm telling you this so you can have some it's like hey I'm telling you this so you know yeah I do want to go back and just fantasize a little bit if I did acquire maybe a million dollars on what I would do go hard Okay, thank you so much. Um, just say I want a million dollars. I would like to save a whole bunch and invest a whole bunch. Obviously, that's the boring, responsible answer. I would give some to my parents. And in terms of like telling my friends, I think I would tell people who I know wouldn't feel some type of way. And I have like, I would say 10 people in my life that aren't like, my family that I could tell and I would trust that they wouldn't feel any type of way. But I also feel like already in my budget, I account for a lot more people in my life than just immediate family. And it's really nice like for me to split like 
funds, like maybe to my nephew or, you know, my other friends are having a baby, like all of that. That's fun. So all the responsible stuff out of the way. But what I would do is I would completely disappear off the planet and I would book like an Airbnb and maybe I go to like South America for like five months and then I go somewhere in Southeast Asia for like five months and then maybe I do Europe. Like you wouldn't see me. I wouldn't be on socials, but I'd be living my life, you know? I've also never been to Africa. I want to go to Africa. And you'd be like, why is she going to all these places? And I wouldn't tell you that I'm in like these, maybe I would be in a luxury villa here and there, you know, safety wise in some places, but I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, I'm staying at a five star resort in Monaco. You wouldn't know. You'd just see, or you'd just hear about it later. Maybe if I send you a postcard, this is where I've been. Would you buy a house? (sighs) Yeah, I should probably do that. No, no. See, we're not shooting our way through life. We are not doing that. Do you want to buy a house? (laughs) Actually, I would buy a house. Would you? I'd buy a house in terms of where I still consider home to me is Mm -hmm. Auckland. So I would buy a house in Auckland. Why don't we just buy one together? Let's do it. No, I can buy a house by myself because I'm literally like got a million dollars out of nowhere. I just wanted to spend time with you. Yeah, and you can come over to my house. (laughs) That I own. (laughs) Outright. (laughs) That I own. (laughs) You know what? That's also a feasible idea. Yeah. Would you, if, like, do you still expect, like, big housewoman gifts? Who, me? Just, like, in general. Like, you buy a new house. Like, what if I bought you, like, a $5 Kmart plant? I love that. I mean, look behind me. It's just, like, $5 Kmart plants everywhere. Yeah. Guys, that was so much fun. Thank you so much for learning about that. I hope no one casts the evil eye on me and I'm just like manifesting this through a podcast and publishing it. I think that we have covered so much ground and thank you for the money (laughs) confession that has come in today. We're sorry that we kind of, no, we're not. We're not. We're very happy. Look, my final point is, is that I don't think you should feel guilty. There's your answer. Now, if you have a money confession or some advice that you want, send us a DM, put in as much detail as possible or email us at hello at girlsthatinvest.com and you may just be featured in next week's episode. Until next time, Sonia. Till next time, Sim. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team, bye.